Hi guys, it's Bankle here from, you know, the episode you're about to listen to. First of all, thank you to everyone who continues to listen to our episodes, all five of you. It really, really means so much. I just wanted to let you guys know, in case you understandably skip the admin parts of the episodes, about our new film-only podcast, Is This Cinema, hosted by Priscilla, who you've heard several times on this podcast feed, and her best friend, Jess. So it's just the two of them hosting it, so you have the added pleasure of not listening to my voice. It's on an entirely new feed, so you can search it up now. And please, please subscribe to it. Um, hit the bell so you can get notified of new episodes. And please just rate the podcast. That really, really helps us get out there, especially because it's a new podcast. Um, yeah, check out the feed. The episode on Across the Spider-Verse was great. Um, we spoke about the very fun and very stupid Fast and Furious franchise and much more. So please check it out. But for now, I'll just let Priscilla and Jess tell you about the podcast. Hi, guys. I'm Priscilla. And I'm Jess. We're two longtime friends, aka besties, and the hosts of Popcorn for Dinner's new film podcast, Is This Cinema? Every week, Jess and I, along with some friends from Popcorn for Dinner and beyond Popcorn for Dinner, are going to be discussing all the latest film releases. Yeah, and we'll also be doing some blind debates, intense movie and filmmaker drafts. Top fights of our best actors and honestly, whatever fun ideas we're pretty much dumb enough to try. So please subscribe on all podcast platforms and come and join us at the movies as we try to investigate just what is cinema. Bye, guys. Bye. And their their tits are up. I can say that because it's a reference to the show Relax. Although at their ages, that's probably not true, but continue. Banky. Banky, stop body shaming. Why is that? That's not body shaming. That's just sitting in fact. I was going to say... In gravitational facts. That's 100% body shaming, bro. 100% 100% body well, shame. Well, you know what? And you're using science to back it up. You are really, really, really part of the manosphere. Hello, hello, hello. It's the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm Bankole Mokwede and we are talking about Mrs. Maisel. And returning to the gaslight stage. It's a boys. It's A on TMT. How are you guys doing? How are you doing? I can't. Why do you use your government name? Why do you usually do that? Yeah, I think so. No, no, no. You don't. You don't. Your government. I think. I think. I think he's been leaning. He's been leaning into that That's more crazy. recently. This is not a side hustle. This is not like a thing I'm doing by this side. Like it needs to be. And obviously. He wants to like distinguish himself from the other famous Banky. W. Who? I feel like that's not who he was. I feel like, what? Who is Banky? Yeah, that's not who Tim. We know Tim. That's not who he was going to say. He was which other Banky? Which other Banky? Something wild. Other bank? I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, no, Zen is Bank. Guys. Stop it. <laughs> you get you get you get laughed off the stage at the gaslight, bro. Thank you. Uh, guys, tits up. Let's talk about Mrs. Maisel. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Um, December? Last time you guys were here, people were asking yeah. you guys to come back. So yeah, here. yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for having us back, Banky. You know, we're back out here with the Black <laughs> and the Treacherous Twins. Whoa. TMT and E. Let's get into it. I don't like that. Yeah, like, I told you in confidence that I was... I don't like that. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's bad. It's Black. Isn't it mixed race? Jesus <laughs> I don't, right. I don't want to talk about him. You brought stuff. You can't say you don't want to talk about him. You... Banky, stop platforming him. Stop platforming him. This you brought wrong. him up. <laughs> <laughs> this is wrong. 
It's so wrong, man. You, you got you got add innocent when you're a Let's talk about let's talk about Miss Maisel. Oh my god. Um, a feminist icon. A feminist icon. Like, so guys, you're listening to this episode at least a month after the Mrs. Maisel finale. So this is not gonna be like a beat by beat discussion of the finale. Yeah. Instead, you get to hear, listen to three Nigerian yeah. men gush about the comedy about the white Jewish woman. So, yeah, we're going to talk about Mrs. Maisel. Before all of that, though, if you're new to the podcast, please, please rate and review. Um, over the last three months have been insane, right? So, we've if you've watched a, any of Succession, Barry, Yellow Jackets, Ted Lasso, um, The Mandalorian, Rain Dogs, even mm. you, that came up earlier. In th- even me? Earlier part of the year. We covered all of those shows episode by episode, sometimes two episodes at a time. So please check all of that out. Uh, please rate and review. The summer movie season is kicking to high gear and over on the Is The Cinema podcast feed as our other feed that focuses on movies. Jess and Priscilla doing that. We had um, Across the Spider-Verse a couple of weeks ago and obviously while gearing up towards the Barbie Oppenheimer weekend. So we have a lot of fun stuff planned. Some Nolan specific episodes and all that. So just please check out that feed as well. Is this cinema? Please rate and review on that feed as well. And yeah, we'll just have some fun stuff I want to plan for you guys. Okay. Um, TMT and yeah, Let's talk about Mrs. Maisel. I'm, I only have one question to start. And who is your favorite character and why is it Abe? I'm going to let TMT go first. Well, CNN describes Mrs. Maisel as. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel series finale. Um, I didn't read the I didn't read the rest of that, but that's what CNN said in the beginning. So it said the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and um, you know that that's I think it's just a marvelous show, and you know I think when you really put everything and say everything, it's what's really come together is the show, and the show. Is the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and you know Abe Abraham, as I call him, my favorite character. Is he a good man? I would say yes. Does he know physics? Definitely. Is he a physician? No. And that's what's interesting about Abe is that he knows physics, but he's not a physician. What does he do? He writes theater theater articles. I think I'm not sure what he was doing towards the end of that show. Really, he's basically a podcaster. He's a podcaster of his time. Yeah, he was one. He does what you were doing. Yeah, uh, exactly. And Abe, if Abe had a podcast, it would be called The Village Voice, and he would start it like this Hi, I'm Abraham. What was his last name again? Wiseman. He would start his podcast like this Hi, it's Abraham Wiseman, the, very, the Village Vice, and you're here on The Village Voice. And he would talk about theater and find interesting ways to infuse physics into it. And that's the kind of character we're talking about. A man whose imagination knows no bound, but is stifled by his very strict Jewish upbringing and possibly survival of World War II. We never really get into that in the show, but he must have had to have gone through something in that whole situation, right? Did he make bombs with, um, what's his name? Einstein. Einstein. Oppenheimer. Probably. Oppenheimer, yeah. He's a physician. He was in Colombia. Like, he must have had something to do with that. His son certainly did. You know, even if he was too young, he must have contributed in some form. So we need to unpack that. Where were the wise men during Nazi occupation of Europe? And where were the Maisels? Because I imagine the, you know, uh, what's his name? Joel. Joel's parents are probably making uniforms for the Allied forces or something. You know, I mean, we need to. 
He took he he saved some guys out of Germany. Okay, now. see, that was like see what thirteen Jews. Perfect. Come on, Joe's Joe's dad. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, anyway, what was the question initially? It doesn't matter. You're right. So every time you appear on this, every, every time you appear on this podcast, we get people actually like liking the episode, real reviews. Yeah, and to them, I want to ask, what is what is wrong with these people? <laughs> Why? Why do you guys like this? Why do you guys? Why do you guys support? What is this? What? What just happened in the last three minutes? <laughs> I was just like, how did we get to Abe having a podcast? You know what? Abe, Abe fair has enough. A podcast. Fair enough. Zelda <laughs> has a boyfriend, and Midge has a career. So who really won? <laughs> she doesn't need a man to survive. She's a feminist. Abe. Abe won. Abe won. Abe, Abe won. won. Abe always wins. Isn't it weird how Zelda's boyfriend became oddly like controlling towards the end? I guess he was trying to release her from the shackles of their, you know, dependency. But still, it was like, yeah, don't go there. Like I'm telling you not to go there. Bro. I guess it was the fifty. That's actually all. interesting. I didn't think about that, but yeah, he wanted to yeah. free her from shackles to put her in new shackles. Hmm. Yeah, he went from this sweet, portly yeah. man to why did you have to body a less me? sweet, portly man? No, not portly. No, but <laughs> that man was yeah, built yeah. like a podcast mic, like Banky's podcast mic. <laughs> he looked like a tornado. What the fuck? <laughs> what? What what does that how do you describe someone as being built like a podcast? Like mic? a Yeti. Hey, who's your favorite Mrs. A Yeti Mrs. Blue Mrs. podcast mic? My favorite Mrs. Blue e- character Ethel. is hundred percent. Ethel is my favorite. Who is Ethel again? Isn't that Midge's Ethel, the daughter? daughter. Yeah. Wait, Mrs. Mazel? She's your favorite yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Mazel's name is Ethel. Oh Jesus Christ. No. Her name is Miriam. Her daughter's name is Ethel. Her daughter. Midge. Oh, yeah, her daughter. Did you watch the show? TNT? I'm sorry, her daughter doesn't have a personality yet. And that neurotic mess they showed us in the beginning. That was just a smidgen of a personality. That's not a real person. That was my favorite episode, Shit. No, sorry, not my favorite episode, my favorite character. Okay, yeah, is, that, is that actually... Okay, okay. Seriously, who is my favorite character? It's probably Midge. It's probably Midge. It's 100% Midge. I know you. Yeah, Midge, man. I love Midge, man. You remind me of Midge. Yeah. What's your history with Rachel? I know you have history with yeah, Rachel, yeah, Brosnan. Yeah. So, I don't know what came first. Either House of Cards or Manhattan. One of the two. Oh my God. Why do we always end up back with Oppenheimer? <laughs> all roads lead to Oppenheimer. It's okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 one of the two. And since then, I've been an avid supporter. I mean, yeah, I think mine was House of Cards. But I feel like you were talking about Manhattan by the time I was watching House of yeah, Cards. Yeah, so it's probably Manhattan first then. And she probably had a bigger, like, yeah, she was a more prominent in, role in, in Manhattan, Manhattan, didn't she? Who do you guys prefer? Yeah. Pierce Brosnan or Richard Brosnan? Oh, that's really hard. Well, Pierce Brosnan was in the... Like, when I think of James Bond movies, I think of right. Die Another Day. Because that was the one I ever watched. Is it because of the Madonna song? Like, in the cinema. And Sorry? <laughs> so is it because of the Madonna song? I don't, I don't know the theme song. I just remember Halle that's, Berry. That's absolutely yeah. crazy. How you do you not know, know that song? That's the, it's the, it's the best song. and worst James Bond song. Because that's why so everybody be, loves be, that movie. Because because I don't care. Exactly, I don't care. I'm just saying that. So basically, that's why Pierce Brosnan is my James Bond. Whenever I see James Bond, Pierce Brosnan comes my face first. Obviously, his movies are generally regarded as the, the worst set. But like... He cuts a I fine watch. figure in the suit. So back to your question. Uh, probably Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Really? It was also the only good thing in... Mrs. Doubtfire, um, what? Black Adam. <laughs> Black Adam? What? Okay, so... That's a crazy answer. It's definitely Rachel Brosnan. Um, Rachel Brosnan is dark hair. Like, she has black hair in real life. Mm-hmm. And she's just... Like... 
Mrs. Maisel is just the better of the Brosnahan personality. True, true, can, true. If you put it like that. I hear she might be Lewis Lane, so that's something to look forward to, right? Lewis Lane. Yeah, I saw that. That's really mm-hmm. yes, the casting room. It doesn't. It doesn't come from a performance as Mrs. Maisel. I can say that for sure because I'm just like sure mm-hmm. if you say so. But she's a powerhouse. Ah. Is Lewis Lane redhead? She is. I think she's traditionally um, dark haired, like raven haired, brunette. Because yeah. well, Amy Adams was redhead in the movies, right? Yeah, what but she, she's just I honestly Amy Adams is just such a redhead that like you're not going to hide that with hair dye. <laughs> Fair enough. It will shine yeah. through, like yeah. like like. Okay, should we talk about Mrs. Mezo, the thing? Yeah. In the title of this episode. Honestly, I would rather talk about um, the new Superman movie for the next 30 40 minutes. But if you guys want to do this, then I guess well, we can talk about Mrs. Mezo. Um, I, I think what I really like about this season, the final season, as it's often called, is the fact that um, Joel's personality has really come through in a fully um, you know, 360 way. And despite the fact that he was an utter, I, I think the word is shit in the beginning, <laughs> he's really come around to being a protective, I would say, mm-hmm. um, bear-like figure. You know, he's wrapped the giant tentacles of his reach around Midge's ness, and he's determined to protect her for the rest of her career or lack thereof. At the points we start to film um, the the series, and he's really he's really just determined to keep her safe. So much so that he endangers. Is this from the CNN review? No, it's me. I closed the CNN review. (laughs) Yeah, I was looking for some. I opened the CNN review because I was looking for something deep. To start it with, where people would just be like, ooh, ah, and I just didn't really find anything there because obviously CNN, <laughs> it's, a, it's a real publication or sort of news sites in any form. Anyway, um, okay, Trump, <laughs> what? <laughs> Please, yes, continue. Anyway, um, you know, I like the evolution of Joel's character through the entire show. It's been very well written, well wrought, and my favorites. That's interesting. I think they did a redemption arc for all the characters in this season. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, maybe all the supporting But then Joel's characters. redemption arc yeah. literally starts into episode one. Like, I feel like he's, like, they've been redeeming... Because we mentioned this when we're talking about female-written shows. Like, That's fair. That's he's not fair. been the villain in a very long time in this show. Like, Yeah, he wasn't even the villain at the end of season one. That's fair. Yeah, because there's that scene at the end of season one when he goes to see Mitch. I think it's the end of season one, perform, and then he gets drunk mm-hmm. and he's like, she's funny. They kick him out of the gaslight. Okay, maybe maybe redemption arc is wrong to say, but I feel like everybody comes to a place where, I don't know how to put it, like mm-hmm. you can root for them. A redemption song. At the end of this season. But who are you not rooting for before? Let's let's, let's build on that. Like who, do, who did, who had the biggest kind of, just people like Abe, like Abe having that scene where he's recognizing his scene. bad, you know, his, yeah, his mm. bad decisions. Oh, bro, that scene is powerful. It's so good. It's so good. The same thing with um, with Joel stepping up and doing something that is just, you know, undeniably mm. good for mm. Midge and, you know, nothing for himself. Just, you know, this is the mother mm. of my kids. I think even that small scene with the mother where she's, yeah, you know, if Mitch yeah, wanted yeah. to call me, she would have called me. And then she gets... She gets a million calls. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like everybody was getting a way to 
to make it like become people that we can have a good taste, you know, like taste in our mouth when we think about them after. Like it lets you know that it's a series finale, doesn't it? Like it lets you know that this is the last, this is the end. Like it's opposed yeah. to something like, for example, the succession finale where, <laughs> yeah, where like they're just like, we're done with these guys, like, but their lives are going to continue. Here they're telling us like this, their lives are basically ending, right? We know things are going to happen, but like you, I guess arc is the right word. You've seen the complete arc of these characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did we feel about the flash forwards? That was actually what I was going to ask you next. So, I discussed this when I was discussing, I think it was Succession Finale or Barry, I think it was Succession, about how the thing I don't like in finales, and I only realized it because obviously all these finales happened in the same week, so I was thinking about finales a lot. And I realized that I don't like when a show flash forwards in a finale to show me basically the end of a character's life. Like, I'm like, if you and if you've seen you've seen Veep, for example, mm-hmm. like the story ends, the story you're telling ends, and then you now flash forward 20, 30 years, whatever, to show me how these cuts ended up. I don't like that. I like to if the story is gonna cover those 30, let's, let's cover those 30 years. But with Mezo, I kind of bumped up against I'm against it for a bit. But also like because it had been happening all through the season, I don't think it wasn't as like as jarring as the show jarring. ending, like yeah. In the 50th minute, last 10 minutes is just 60 years later, whatever years later. But that being said, I mean, I'm going to ask you a question and then you can add your answer about how you felt to it. But like, was this a happy ending or a sad ending? So I guess answer both questions, please. Interesting. Um, I, I think I liked the flash forwards a lot throughout mm-hmm. the season. And I also think because of the flash forwards, it allowed them to... um you know, take a swing at what is like probably their more, like one of their more experimental episodes, which is the mm-hmm, Testerestria, mm-hmm. which was also my favorite episode I of the season. I love Very little midge in that episode. Um, yeah, very, very little. But, you know, the little that she did was so impactful. That the entire cast me, of Gilmore Girls. I was, Gilmore you know, I was on the floor here watching it and I nearly cried. And I had to to stop myself from crying because my wife was in the room. I shouted, I'm crying. And then I stopped crying because I didn't want to give her the age. Wait, so you shouted, I'm crying to her? So, yeah, I was like, damn it, I'm crying. Doesn't, and then so I stopped you crying. crying you t- then, you're saying that your crying doesn't give her the ache? Yeah, because obviously it's a joke because I wasn't crying actually because if I was really crying, I wouldn't be shouting, I'm crying. So thank you. You have a lot to learn about women. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Hence so, why I'm the one that's single. So <laughs> That's true. So yeah, um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked the... I like the flash forwards. I think they were well used. And do I think it's a happy ending? I think it was... I think that's an interesting one because I think if you look at their lives, yes, I think it was a very happy ending. Very, okay. But then also, I think also in the way... Okay, maybe not very, but it was a happy ending. But I I also think in the way that the season was structured where in the flash forwards, you know that they're not talking and then at the end... Mm -hmm you see them old and great and talking and, you know, like being best friends. Mm -hmm. I think that also makes it like a happier ending. Yeah, man. Uh, Timothy, you? It's like, what's your definition of happiness even as a person? Because these women are rich. I think, what's your definition, Timothy? They're rich and and their tits are up. I can say that because it's a reference to the show Relax. Although at their ages, that's probably not true, but continue. 
Banky. Banky, stop body shaming. Why is that? That's not body shaming. That's just stating a yeah, fact. I was going to say, I was in gravitational fact. That's 100% that's body shaming. Bro. 100% body shaming. Well, you know what? And you're using science to back it up. You are really, really, really part of the manosphere. Aren't you? You've already called me an in this podcast. I'm living into that's it. Crazy. That's crazy. Um, also, hey, bro, like, um, every time you say my wife, I feel like genuinely. You just become so much more masculine in my eyes. It's just Thank you. Does it powerful. does it turn you on? It's palpable. Yeah, your chest is just getting bigger. And your arms are getting thicker. And it's my kind wife. Of, whoa, guy, okay, put those guns down. Come on, this is a this is a no carry state. Come on, <laughs> what the fuck? The fuck? <laughs> fuck you! Fuck you for that statement. <laughs> That's amazing. That's Come on, man. I didn't, I didn't buy tickets to the gun show. Um, that's my first point. My second point is that, um, you know, um, happiness is, it's very, it's very subjective. Is it about how things end? Is it about the journey? Because when I think about the journey, mm-hmm. when I think about how hard wrought, you know, like the first, the first five seasons of that show, I don't think it's five years of their lives. I think it's maybe two. Or yeah, three. it's very short. Yeah, it's very short. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and um, you know, if they spend that long trying to break in, like just really break into the industry, but then they have decades of phenomenal success, followed by maybe one or two decades of fight. I think they they fought in the was it nineties? Like no, was it I think it was the eight. Because Joe was old when he went to prison, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. It was I think. 80s. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Eight late eighties yeah, probably, or seventies. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, maybe like 10, 20 years of, 10 years, oh, yeah, 10, no, years, no, 10 no. years of fighting. Because they're back, they're back to being friends, but like, yeah, but they're back to being friends like 2005. Yeah, the test yeah, that's in the 90s. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so they're back to being friends by the test Russia. So yeah, maybe 10 years, man, come on. So, I mean, I think it was a happy, by, if, if we, if we account the happiness by the amount of times, they, the amount of time they spend being mm-hmm. friends and rich. And just being comfortable, I think they were good. I think they kind of knew it to figure to figure this out. So yeah, I think they were happy. I think they were happy. Ten years they drop in the buckets for two broads like Midja and Suzu. I think okay. So on the first point of the flash forwards that we see across, not the one in the, just not just a finale one, one that we see across this this season. I like them as well. I think they're I think it's a they're, it's a good creative choice. But I also think it speaking of big swings, it took a big swing with Midja's character because I think. How do I put this? I think the flash forwards painted her as a bad person is a is an overused word and I don't know if it's accurate, totally accurate, but like she's a woman of her time. Maybe, but also like she's also a woman whose children don't like her. Right. Yeah. And who has had like five marriages and who is breaking up with her husband to be on the day of the wedding. You get what I mean? Like she's like yeah. she's not the mage that we saw in the first four seasons who was mm. always probably on the right side of things, right? She was she became who you expect someone became a celebrity, a yeah. high flying, five marriage kind of woman. And I think that was interesting. That's I think that's a big swing from the type of character yeah. that, that we've seen <laughs> in the first true. four seasons. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. So are you thinking about like the morality of the yeah, kind of, of yeah. Because like the only time we saw her, and again, morality is it's not like, I'm not like wagging my finger at her, like I morality mean, here is a bit subjective. But the time we saw her kind of shade against the line is like was on during her stand-up, right? Her life was always usually kind of put together. She was always still the mother and the daughter and the ex-wife fair. and whatever, and she always was on top of everything. But here, like, like even I think even just the choice to show that she had surgery, 
Right. I don't know. I feel like that's something that like probably her mom would have never even like, I don't know, been on the side of. I don't know. It's it's just, again, I'm not saying this is bad or good because I'm not making this joke. I'm just saying like it, it's a different shade into the image that we had seen the first four seasons. And I thought that was just an interesting way to do it. And then like her children literally hate her. Like, so like, it's like all that. But then also, and then in the finale, something that struck me in the finale was like when she talks about wanting to be famous. And I might be wrong. I need to go back and reward the show. But mm-hmm. to me, I was like, I don't think we've heard Mitch speak like that before. Mm. Like the kind of thing of when you're you're a creative and actor, writer, stand-up comedian is like, I want to do the work. I want to have put work out there. No one actually talk about being famous and having to, she wants to be the biggest star in the world. That's kind of almost gauche, especially in that time, especially for a woman. So that, I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, she's outrightly saying, I want to be famous here. And she does, we know she does become famous. She becomes the biggest comedian in the world. But then while I was asking if whether it was sad, because like mm-hmm. in the finale, after all her work, people leave and she's alone in the house, the big house. I think there's some um, work people there, some servants and stuff. Yes, there's servants. And she's just walking through all the rooms, the living room, the bedroom, the kitchen. I felt sad. I was like, oh, did she do... I thought I was like, wait, is this story going to be like she did to kind of end her life without family, without without um, Joe, without her kids? Like, mm. nobody's like by her side. It's like, kind of almost like, what was the point? And to me, I was going to be like, that's... Why does an interesting... Mm. topic is a bit of a big swear for what the show has been doing for the first four years like oh is that i trying to say that all of this is kind of not a poison chalice but like just why are you chasing this if and then you're going to be single but then obviously it ends with her and rosie which i guess rosie and susie which i guess was like the one true love of her life so so to me it was very sad up to that scene and i was like oh okay no these guys reconnect like mm. it was so sad that even when i was rewatching for I, I didn't i didn't watch that part because just how walking through it was just it feels very depressing. I'm like, oh, you, like it's like almost like saying, don't spend your life chasing this goal of being the star, or being famous, or whatever. Because in the end, did she seem sad to you? She did, but I don't know. That's just her being old while she was eating alone and then walking yeah, through. walking through like an empty room, mm-hmm. an empty large dining room. To me, that was sad. But then the moment with with Susie is very far from sad. Like these people are on opposite coasts. Yeah, I, I mean, like, on paper, yes. <laughs> Love Island reference. But did did Midge actually seem sad? Because when I was watching it, I didn't think she looked sad doing those things. Yeah, back She looked those, content. Ladies and gentlemen, ambition is bad. You heard it, you heard it here first. <laughs> no, but that's, that's, I mean, this, this kind of stories can go two ways, right? It can either be, like, blind ambition is bad and you need to, like, enjoy people in your life. Or it could be like, mm-hmm. do whatever you can or you ever want to chase your dreams and your dreams are worth chasing. So I was like, what what story are they telling? And I, for most of that finale, I thought we were telling the first part, which is like, she did all of this and look at her now. She's she's here and there's nobody. She's she's, she's the king and there's no one around her, I don't, basically. No, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it was, it's as extreme as mm-hmm. it may have come across. I think every parents you know that ted lasso also famous poem about parents fucking up they fuck you up they do um mm-hmm. yeah i think every parent kind of fucks up their kid and it's probably easier to fuck your kid up when you're like a megastar super rich but like at the same time i think um ethan didn't seem to not like his mom that much he seemed very i think ethan is just really dumb i think people forget that ethan yeah. is like not very clever and exactly. he's like the height He's happy, bro. Like, his entire life has been geared towards his happiness. And as an adult, it's geared towards helping people. He's very... He's simple. He's a simple man. And I think he loves... I think he genuinely loves his mom. Obviously, 
Mm. Yeah, he has his own life to live. And I think his daughter, I, I think her daughter, I think, uh, what's her name? What's her, what's her daughter? Ethel. No, isn't it Esther? Ethel, yes. I keep, I don't know why I keep thinking like that, but Ethel. Is it Esther? Ethan and Esther, I think it's Esther. One okay, of let's them, go with Esther. E. Yeah. I mean, whatever her name is, I think she's just a mm-hmm. reborn. I mean, she's definitely smart like uh, you. Um, smart, sorry. I, yeah, I don't think she's. Um, I think she's like a combination of Abe and Midge, and I, I don't yeah. think I don't which think which is unfortunate, she, which is insane. That's a wild combination, honestly. Um, I don't think she hates her mom. I think she just has a degree of you know fucked yeah. upness from being I mean, raised by Midge. But I don't think it's like visceral hatred. I can't be around you right now. But no one, no one's, no one is with that. Like people that age are just typically not surrounded by their kids. Their kids are like, you know. With their own family, that's fair. That's fair. Or, you know, that's that's yeah, fair. That's fair. Yeah, um, that's fair. she's in her twilight years, which is why if mm-hmm. you look at the end credits, see Robert Pattinson. You were going so and, well, like just um, stay, like stop this, boo, stop, boo. yeah, stop this. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Like, I knew you were gonna crack it, Twilight. You like, maybe you said, I just like, come on, you were actually making sense. Sorry, you, sorry, you were, sorry. <laughs> so. I I take it back. So too, technically, it's too late on the record. Um, that's a, that's how words work. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. While we're on the topic, TMT, did you ever do stand up? Yeah, I did. I I've been doing stand up in Lagos for like the last couple of weeks. Really? No weeks. That's not fair. Months. Yeah. So, because it's rainy season and there isn't much to do right now. So, okay. It's either I have to hang out with my girlfriend or and no beach rocks because it's no rainy what? season. No beach rocks because it's rainy season. Yeah, sure. Let's let's yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> How's it going then? Rocks, ah, it's okay. I just do a bit. Uh, I do like I have like a beginning bit that's like very. Um, this is the kind of person I'm dealing with, and most of this is just me doing um, podcast music, like funny songs from the pod. Um, ah. new original stuff that I've written and it's kind of fun wait are you a are you a musical comedian mm, yes I was going to say no I, like I, I was every inch of my body every instinct every molecule was trying to say no but like I think it's more musical than anything because I you know I make beats too so like I've crafted like these um, I've crafted a universe of bad like music that's funny Okay, well, I mean, one thing we know for sure, you're not going to suffer from lack of ego. Yeah. Um, when you say you do stand stand up, obviously, I know the the stand up scene in Lagos is just kind of like growing and stuff. Do they know who you are? Like, do they? You're not. I mean, you're not just into random people. Like, they know like you. They know your podcast and stuff. Well, I have my own gaslights, which is. Which is it's called Bogobiri. I don't know if you guys know it, but it's like this little hole in the wall in Korea Road. And every Thursday tonight actually they have like um they have this thing where people just go up and perform. And um yeah, I've been doing it for a minute now and I'm getting really proficient. I just have a dead I have deadpan delivery and then I do the music, which is very emotional and emotive. And it's just like what the fuck is wrong with this guy? So it's nice. Has it given you a deeper appreciation for what Midge does? Not really, man. What Midge <laughs> does is pure is pure alchemy. Like I can't you can't explain how good she is. I yeah, don't know if so it's like good. it's a combination maybe, maybe of maybe it's because like, it's written, yeah. but yeah. 
Yeah, bro. It's the, it's a combination of like Amy's writing, but like also like Rachel's charisma, her riz. I was thinking about that in the final performance. Like, this is like I, she didn't know she knew how to do this before they cast her. I don't know how to put it. Like, this is just really good yeah. that you're, she's, she's able to do fucking this. Good. Yeah, Fair. like if she got writers now, she'd be sicker stand up. You know, and she's only thirty two, which is kind of gross. Like how talented she is. Yeah. So she was like, I guess. Mitch was meant to be late 20s. Yeah, early. late 20s. Yeah. So she would have been like, yeah. what? Like 24 House of Cards? Yeah. I mean, she was meant to be. She was playing young in House of Cards then. She was playing young. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember her character from House of Cards. Her name was Rachel. And I think she was a sex worker. She was one of Michael Kelly's character ended up Kill. loving her. I think Push. killed her, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, spoilers for a 10 year old House of Cards. Yeah, yeah um, spoilers for House of Cards. If you're still going to watch that after Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I mean, like, who are you? Come on. Yeah, disgusting. Have some. I disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They killed Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel I feel nothing. Wait till I tell you about Pete Mara's character. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Kai, my babes, man. Justice. Um, no, I mean, like. <laughs> Rock Nature, I... you will crumble. <laughs> I think, like I, like I said, I think that scene with um, Susie, I didn't feel a lot better about the story so far and the way the story was. In. And you made a great, good point. Like, like her children should not be there. I think maybe I was actually projecting. Maybe maybe nobody else saw that scene as as damn as sad. Maybe everybody else was just. But I mean, the fact that she's like TMT read you for filth right now. She Love can't, that. for example, she can't have one day off. To me, that was sad. It's like she has to be working. She has to be moving. But. Um, I don't know. We can move on from that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because she's like old and has energy. And if you don't do, like, if you don't do something, you'll just be bored. One day. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, fair enough, Shan. Maybe, maybe she hasn't, she hasn't started. I mean, it's 2005. So, yeah. She should just watch Heroes. I think that she would be really happy if she did that rather than Jeopardy. I think Heroes a bit later, though. But then she would see. She would see Milo Venti, what's his name? And she dated him before, so it would be like a timeline. What, really? <laughs> Rachel Brasena? No, she dated him in the show. No, no, in the show, in the show. Oh, yeah, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, There was something I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The final episode, so the actual finale. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that from the point she knows she's going to perform or she's told she's going to perform, I think mm-hmm. from there till the end of her actual performance is probably my favorite like i don't know minutes in maysville mm. mm. i was in awe of everything they were doing there from almost the like writing 20 minutes, you know to the directing mm-hmm. to you know just the little sentimental moments that they're putting it for us because it's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. it's not it wasn't really to serve the story anymore it was mostly for us to see oh you know her mom loves her and she loves her mom that kind of stuff i don't know it did it did so much for me no, I get what you mean. Can I tell you a little moment that I was like, oh, thank God they have this scene here. What? It was Imogen coming back, man. Yeah, man. All season, I was like, where is Imogen? All season, I was like, where is Imogen? Is Imogen her brother as well? Or her best friend? No. No. no, no, no. Joel's uh, best uh, friends. Why? Yeah, Joel's best friend's worth. Yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah. But Imogen did used to be her best friend, I guess. Yeah, fair. Yeah, basically. Before yeah. Susie took over. Also, just speaking of succession, like, I could obviously watching Butch at the same time. Having both... Um, Justin Lupe, who plays um, Willa yeah. on Succession, and then her brother's wife here, and even David Rashi. No, not, sorry, not David Rashi, sorry. Um, oh my God. That Peter was Friedman. Just... Peter Friedman, who plays Frank and played the producer on, on Maisel. Yeah. That was just funny. I'm George. watching him put back to yeah. back. George. 
That was funny. Wait, that was, nice. that was that was Lupe. Yeah, yeah. They've typecast you know, as a wife. No, but I just never connected them. That's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, Willa. Um, I mean, I hope it's Lupe. Yeah. I've never really said that name out loud. I don't know if it's Lupe or Loop, but it's Lupe. Hopefully, hopefully it's Lupe. Yeah. yeah, it'll be very um, surprising. It'll be very surprising if it's Loop. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. It will throw me for a Lupe. Yeah, I'd be thrown for a, for a what? Oh, for a Lupe. Okay, well uh, that was, this that is was, a comedian. That was, that was actually good. <laughs> like, if you had to kiss all those frogs to get to that print, fair enough. That's amazing. Fair enough. That was, that was terrific TMT. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, think that was, you, think, you think that was a set of that whole <laughs> line of conversation? You are, you are actually in the Minaj. You are the Nicki Minaj of stand up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, point side about Lupe. Um, okay, so I have I my have notes. A, just yeah, go I, ahead. I have a thought. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about the very, very quick dive into um, Susie's love life and how unfulfilling it was? Like, we didn't really get any sort of beautiful resolution. I don't. I wanted to know what kind of lover Susie was, and I feel like we're denied that in this time. Not lover <laughs> like that. Hold on, hold on. I just Got a strap like, on me, no lesbo. I mean, like, what? What's her sex life? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, what? Like, she just, well, like how she, like how her relationship was with her, with um, Gordon Ford's wife. Well, what's Gordon Ford's wife's name? I can't remember. Can't remember. But I wanted no. to explore more. I, w- I wish they did a flashback to show us a young Susie and like just that whole dynamic. That I, mean, I, f- I feel like it, it, it won't have changed much. I don't know. I, I was quite happy with with the way they told that bit of the story. I yeah, know. I feel like Susie was just the same across all facets of her life. Nah, man. Susie, we're talking about Susie's relationship life, like her love life. That's, we've never dived yeah, into that Yeah, we've never seen that seasons. before. But yeah, but I feel like the way that they approached it in in like just having her tell us the story, mm-hmm. I thought that was even better than probably seeing yeah, it. And Ale- Alex Borstein is great in that scene. Yeah, she's so, no, she's she's so, good. so good in that she's scene. So good, yeah. do you, do, what kind of awards do you think we're taking home this season? Unfortunately, I don't think they take home anything. Yeah. Because like think I mean, anything for this. Because there's one of like people. Do people still care? Mm. And there's so much going on right now. Like you have like mm. yeah, Trump Barry's final indicted, season, and then his speech, after, <laughs> his speech after the indictment should win an Emmy. Mm. I think. True. I think the, the bear, bear is coming I, back next week. I think the bear is this as in season one is this Emmy window. Because it wasn't. Yeah, it, it hasn't been minted yet. Has it been minted? It, it has. It has. No, it, it has. shouldn't be. Summer last year. No, it was like August though. Yeah, so, so it's August. Window, yeah, so it's this September. window. Oh, there's no way because the new season is coming out in June and it, the window is end of May. What? It's May. It's May to May. Oh, it's May to May. It's definitely yeah. this window. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't think. I like. I don't think Debbie is going to win. But that's another contender. You have Taylor Swift's final season. No matter what you think about it, it's still going to play a part. You have Barry's final season. Mm. Maybe even Atlanta. People still remember Atlanta. So why like, yeah, put, I feel like. Why don't you put a? <laughs> why don't you put a little comma there? After he, for Barry's because Barry's season is universally great. What who is who has thoughts? I don't know. I've they should be yeah, they, they, uh-huh. they should, should watch property. They should watch TV properly. Um, no. Um, and then yeah, like I can't think of any other comedy. But yeah, I think to be fair, Maze will collide up like the first two three seasons. I remember. Yeah. The reason I even knew about the show was it won or she won at the Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Yeah. And I think that might have been like halfway through the first season. And I was like, oh, that's well, that always like mm-hmm. Amazon Prime comedies were doing that 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 time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because Mozart in the Jungle did the same thing for the first its first two seasons. And then I think Ao was like Ao was like 
the pilot of this show is fucking incredible. Because like a 90 minute pilot, right? It's like a, it's like a movie. It's so good. And I was like, oh, this is that. Because I think, I think Rachel won for the pilot. Amy won for writing and directing the pilot. I think like it's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, before we wrap up, let's just actually quickly. So I have on my notes, just Luke Kirby. I have no no follow up. Just just Luke Kirby. Just like in all caps. Just like no notes. What a performance. What a like. I've not like what a performance. Like he he was probably in like maybe six episodes across all five yeah. seasons or seven or whatever. But just like Jesus Christ, man, what a performance. I um. He's such a fucking. He's a force. He's actually a force. And like just the the mannerism, the way he. What else is he in? Because sometimes I'd be like, damn. What did I, I saw him in? I want to watch this guy. Jesus, what was the name of the show? I saw him in the Jews. Was in Gossip Girl. Was in the Juice Was he in Gossip Girl? Ah. The, re- the reboot. Oh, the yeah. reboot. He plays one of their dads, the rich girl. So. Ugh. Are you, oh, it's Gossip Girl, man. It has its place in time. Oh, Gossip Girl. I was thinking of Gilmore Girls. I thought she, I thought she took him to Gilmore Girls. Oh, Gossip Girl. Yeah. That, no, that's a bit... Uh, that's girls. a waste of, of a talent. Yeah. Yeah, that's... No, Gilmore Girls is beautiful. Yeah, Gossip, Gossip Girl is Gilmore. Yeah, that's what I'm... That's what yeah. uh, about Gossip Girl. Okay, Um, before we wrap up, mm-hmm. just... This is obviously very... This is like a free-flowing conversation, but I just, let's just... I don't know. Can we just talk about the show? Like... Like specifically talking to talk about like why the show was great. I don't know how to be like I think I can just start, but like it's one of those things where it's difficult to write a comedy show about making comedy and about comedy because your jokes have to be funny. And like it's also set in 1960s, 1950s. So I just I, I was surprised about how funny it always was. I mean, we, I've said it on this podcast as well. Like this show was funny, it was well acted. It also, it didn't need to be also well so so well directed. <laughs> and like the cinematography was always so good, like all those long takes they would do. Um, yeah, just it was a show that could have skated by on just being a funny comedy, but it always did more than that. And I think the writing is incredible. I've mentioned that, like, a show that was written, a show like this written by a man would have made, um, what's his name? Her ex-husband. What's Joe. Joe would have been a terrible character for a very long time. Like, as in, obviously, Amy and her team took a lot of, a lot of care with, like, Joel and a lot of the other characters. Like, Joel's parents, like, so many characters just have some much shade into all of them. We're just like, these guys are not just one thing. I can't think of a character on the show that is one thing. Yeah. Maybe Zelda, but she's one great, th- yeah. she's one great thing. So it's, it's no. fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a show that like, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed the show. I think it's a show that might have become underrated as the years went by. It definitely did. Like only, only it's real fans really cared about it towards the end. So, but yeah, I think mm-hmm. just, I think the comedy is my thing. Cause like, I was like, I shouldn't be laughing at these jokes. Like not the comedy of the show, but like the standard Every comedy. Every single line is a bad Yeah. Guy. Yeah. And obviously we've discussed that. We've said it maybe sometimes Derek, not intended to be Derek Ritchie, but like we've, we've called Amy Sharon Palladino as like sulking lights. But like her pity pattern of her dialogue is very like, that's kind of, that's kind of like writing we like. So like her dialogue is always, always well I'm sorry. What do you mean we? A you and I. He means me and him. Yeah. You guys are dis- you're disgusting, man. This is a but we said it. But we said it. We said it. We love. But that was before we knew her properly. Now we know her. Smell. We call her. Yeah, we, we. This was. This was after watching the first season. First season. Now we call season. her Amy Sherman yeah. Palladino. We don't. We don't compare her to yeah. any other man. Yeah. Now, now you're familiar with her. Yeah, yes. Now, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. We were not familiar. I'm sorry. With we were her not. <laughs> we were not. We were not. We're not familiar. I never watched. I never watched Gilmore Girls. This was the first time I was watching her. Gilmore Girls. I definitely wasn't. Gilmore Girls is literally, it's not as um, quippy, mm-hmm. but bro, every other line is excellent. It's just, 
it's so well written. The dialogue is it's so ahead of its time. Like I think the name Gilmore Girls just threw a lot of people off because they thought yeah. it was like this show. Like yeah, yeah, about, it definitely threw uh, me off. Yeah, it's it's we need to watch that show because I was a misogynist. I mean, Sorry. I didn't watch Gilmore Girls till after university, so I get where you're coming from. But now nah, you have to you have to jump into it. You have to jump into okay. it. It's good. It's good. So I think I think Banky, after everything you said, I don't think there's much to add. Like yeah, yeah. okay, one thing I was going to add is like the costume design I oh. thought was excellent throughout. Yeah, it always just looked good. Mm. Which mm. we did yeah, it just looked good all mm-hmm. the time. But one thing I'm a bit sad about now that this show is ending is I don't think Prime has anything else for me. <laughs> it was agenda. Now that this is done. Bro, and and it's because of Citadel that I say this. I called Bankode in a panic one day. Just, just I, in an actual panic. Hey, yo, so, hey, I it was said like, was, like was Jen Salki. He was like, I said Banky. There is something that's on the Amazon Prime, <laughs> Prime slate. There's, like, there's nothing. They don't have anything good. They've been doing this for sad. years. I was like, bro, you're not head of programming. Go, go and sleep. <laughs> Prime is genuinely one of the most bizarre platforms. But we came up with something now. We came up with something that were good, didn't we? On Prime. Yeah, yeah. It was it was mostly Maisel though. Maisel was the no, like they, okay. They have they have some really good Actually, stuff, no, to be fair, sorry, they have nothing. What Ayo said was even worse. Ayo was like, Prime has never had something good. <laughs> and I was like, how about how about like, like literally Maisel was about to come out? Uh, I was panicking. I was panicking. I find the Because I think I just watched Citadel, like episode two, and I was like, wait. What am I watching? Wait, I've Prime, I've Prime never done anything good in their lives. But then, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I was like, has Prime put on a show that's actually good? Like, actually no, it's, good. Um, it's, it's Mozart and it's... Um, Mezo. 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 Uh, um, yeah. I mean, obviously... Mezo and Mozart we, so I, I, I love this. I was going to say love. That's so wrong. I really like Jack Ryan. Obviously, that, that doesn't fall into the same caliber of what we're talking about. Jack Ryan is... A, Jack Ryan is... No, I, I, I do like Jack Yeah, Ryan. I like Jack Ryan a lot. Um... They're, 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 I feel like there's a show that I just can't remember. But yeah, <laughs> yo, we were literally like just Maisel and, just Maisel and Mozart. Yeah, The Man in the High Castle. Maybe? I never saw that. I haven't seen oh, yeah. that, but it looks, yeah, like, like, it looks like a critic. Well, home, okay, I, I said Homecoming. because Homecoming, yeah, that was the other one. Oh, and then we said we said things like Daisy Jones and Dead Ringer, which I have not seen yet. Um, oh, Daisy Jones is excellent. I like that one. I loved Daisy Jones, yeah. but I don't know if it's for everyone. I don't think it's something I can like recommend to everybody. I mean, I'm a Fleetwood, I'm a Fleetwood fan. So, oh, fair. You know, I was like, yeah, it's fucking good. Yeah. Fair. Oh, and then we said the boys. Oh yeah, the boys. Yeah, oh, okay. fuck, the boys. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, the boys. Yeah, they have stuff. It's yeah, just, but it's I, just, I, I panicked. So I panicked. It was in the real stuff. I had to calm him down from the ledge. I was like, I said, I said the boys, maze. I said, I put him down on my board. You know, Netflix is the exact opposite because they have so much shit that it's hard to find what is good. And Amazon have so little shit that it's hard to find what is good. That's actually fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But Netflix's, I feel like Netflix's hits are just more touted. But that's because Netflix has become you can't forget. the shorthand. Yeah. Everyone has Netflix, it seems like. So like a Netflix hit would like, yeah. would make the rounds on Twitter on Instagram or whatever very quickly that's fair like you have something like a squid game or whatever um, also I think Netflix also makes more middle of the road shows which yeah. which Prime is now trying to do but they can't get it right man and I'm sorry I know you guys like Jack Ryan but like no no that's, that was their that's their middle of the road yeah hit. wait are you, you can't compare Jack Ryan to like 
what's the one that came out on Netflix recently? Um, there are two. There are two spy shows now. There was one that was with the guy. Oh, Night 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 Agent. Night Agent. one with the guy. Was it from Toward the Boys I Love You? Or was he? It was one from one of those shows. Oh, they're recruits. Yeah, you recruits. can't compare those to Jack. Ryan. I mean, Jack yeah. Ryan is IP. No, I guess. Yeah. Jack okay, Ryan is fair. IP. So maybe that's a bit different because that's. That, but like, you can't compare those to Jack. Jack Ryan is a much bigger hit than either of those shows. Okay, that's fair. Um, that's fair. Night Agents, I think. I think the fans of Night Agent will fight. Oh no, I'm not even like I'm, 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 I'm not talking about quality. I'm talking all, about like, popularity. <laughs> I'm talking about popularity and not even quality either of the shows. Yeah, no, I was thinking about popularity. I think I think Night Agent yeah. made a bit of. A I mean, Prime. Yeah. What Prime doesn't have, which I don't know if they, that's what they want, because again, Prime doesn't. They're the richest company in the world, right? Them and Apple. They don't. They're not really looking for people like doing Netflix looking for people, but they don't have like the Netflix show that comes out for a week and keeps attention for a week. And takes over. I know yeah, what I mean. for like for Apart like a weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like all those random, so many random shows that come out every weekend. They don't really have that. Like and night agents. <laughs> yes, and to refer night to them, like they're putting uh, like they are focusing on work, like something like Dead Ringers. That's like that's um, what's her name? Rachel Weisz. Rachel Weisz. Yeah, and then it's like it's based on a movie. Cronenberg. Yeah, Daisy Jones. That's based on a book. Like these are things that like the boys. That's has an Emmy nominee for best drama. Ooh. So like. They are, I guess they're trying to focus on the things that they can focus on and then sometimes some things just fall, fall by the wayside. And then you have like Jeff Bezos saying make me mm. a lot of the ring show. Um, Wait, was that him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically he's just a fan. He's just a fan yeah. of Lord of the Rings. It's like make me a show. That was a Bezos, Bezos masterclass. Ah, <laughs> uh, masterclass. More, anyway. like, more like master ass. Can we hurt me? Not me. So, I, didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't, every I didn't. Thursday night. <laughs> Um I mean I mean look this is a this this is a podcast for a different day, but I think with Mezzo ending and succession and Barry and Atlanta last year, like that's actually kind of the end of maybe the end of Peak TV. Does that make sense? Like obviously we know what Peak TV itself lasted maybe five years, right? So it was like yeah. the actual like breaking bad madman time of time, and then you had the thing the, the things that came just right after. So you have the succession, the Barry, the flea by the Atlanta. Now with those done, I think we're just now we're in peak in terms of number, not in terms of quality anymore. Just like yeah. peak TV because there are a thousand different shows. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think this is kind of like the end of an era, mm. isn't it? With all these shows kind of ending now. I can't think of any show that was airing in 2016 that's still on. I mean, obviously you know what I mean, but like in terms of a show that we loved that was ending in 2016 that's still on now. So that's kind of kind of sad. But anyway, um, any final thoughts before we wrap up? I'm just gonna see why people misbehave on Love Island. Um, wait, is that no thoughts? Everyone's just quiet, yeah. No thoughts, bro. Sorry, oh, yeah, okay. I said all my thoughts um, already. Um, but yeah, guys, like I said, A and TMT will be back, and I think we have two episodes that we want to do, which will be fun, inshallah. Um, yeah, and then yeah, so please rate and review, please follow us, please check out all of TMT's many, many podcasts. It seems to have a new one every week. Um, but yeah, join us next week when I will be joined by. Hobie Brown himself, Daniel Collier. Bye, guys.